Alex Willis. It's so refreshing to um, just be in a church that's willing to go with the flow and the spirit of God because it was totally different than this morning. You know, the service here was totally different than what we did this morning, which is cool, you know, especially when you're speaking to have ministry before you talk because all the pressure's off. You know, the Holy Spirit came, showed up. It's like, hey, if I crash and burn, the Lord has already spoken, so it's good stuff, you know. Um, but let's go before, let's uh, bow your heads quickly with me in for a word of prayer um, before we get started this morning. Lord, thank you just for all that you're doing in our lives. We thank you, God, that you're calling us um, to a life to trust you, God, and to just uh, trust you at your word as we step into this uh, phase of discipleship. I pray that you touch our hearts this morning, that uh, the words that you've given me, Lord, would just begin to touch the people's heart this morning, Lord, and they will respond, Lord, uh, in faith and trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, um, this morning, you know, as I began to think and prepare the talk, um, it was really cool, just some of the things that God has been challenging me on in my life. And uh, many of you may not know this about me, but about seven years ago, I started a company called Greater Works Animation. And um, we make animated television shows for kids. Has anyone in here ever seen Spongebob or uh, Door the Explorer? Yeah, well, those are shows we didn't make. But <laughs> anyway, needless to say, we are a small animation uh, company. Um, I like to call us a small Disney in the making. So we're, we're just about there. We're working on an actual show right now uh, that we're pitching to PBS, and we'll find out next month kind of how that goes right now. But um, recently, as I began to think about the business and see where we've been over the past years. Um, I've been keeping a journal over the last seven years, just of the ups and downs of business and some of the things that we've been through and experienced. And uh, over the last month, I had an opportunity to just really go back and analyze that journal just to see where God has taken us. And I mean, I was reviewing that. I, I, was, been, I was able to see a lot of ups and downs that I had forgotten about. You know, one, one situation I remember um, looking at a situation when I was in South Africa in 2007 uh, with a small studio with about seven employees, all South Africans, and our investor at that time backed out on us, and I was stuck in South Africa, and everyone was upset with me, and I was the only American there, and everyone was looking at me like, we hate this American. You know, and so that was a tough situation for me during that time, and I, I just remember how it felt during that time and in that, that, that situation in my life. Um, I was able to look and see all the times that my bank account has been in the negative, you know, for taking business risks and, and, and doing things like that with the business. And then finally, one thing that just jumped out at me was uh, I was able to see a, a, a lawsuit that we went through with a contractor uh, who we contracted to do some audio services for us. And as I began to look at all these experiences, uh, a lot of them very, very painful, I'll be honest. Um, I began to think, and I said, you know, if I knew I would have to go through all of this the day I started the business, I probably wouldn't have done it. If I knew that I would have had to go through all these down moments, these really, really tough times in my life, I probably wouldn't have gone forward with the business. But the cool thing is, at the time of starting the business, the only thing that was asked of me was to just... All I had to do was just take the first step. I didn't have to know the details. I didn't know all the ins and outs. At that particular time, I just had to take the first step. You know, and I'm sure in all of our lives, 
we have stories and moments that we can think back to of, of situations that had we known all the details before we got started with certain things, we would have never taken that first step. But the cool thing, as I began to analyze it, you know, if I hadn't taken that step to South Africa, I never would have been here because it was in South Africa that God really began to deal with my heart about wanting more and about change. And Sabrina was here in the States praying, and when we came together, uh, we both were led here to River City Church. And so that tough time in my moment, I mean, that tough moment in my life, I'm glad I went through it because it ultimately led me here to you guys who are pretty cool people, you know, and I'm glad I'm here at River City Church. But I said all of that to set up and say, you know, at that point in time in my life, the only thing that was asked of me was to take the next step. You know, so this morning, you know, I briefly want to talk and focus on taking the next step. You know, there's a cool quote by Helen Keller, and she said this. She said, life is either a daring adventure or is nothing at all. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And when we take this statement and we, are, we relate it to the Christian faith, you know, the life that we live as Christians, we're called to live by faith. And the life of faith, honestly, guys, is a life of risk. When you think about it, I mean, think literally, think about all the people in the Bible and some of the situations and things that they went through. I mean, you think about it. Noah was called to build an ark, never seeing a drop of rain. Abraham was called. He, God said, hey, dude, I, I want to take, I want you to leave your, your, your home, and I'm going to show you where to go, not knowing where to go. Moses was called to go before Pharaoh and to demand to let the people of God go talk about risk. I mean, his neck was really on the line in that situation. You think about David called to defeat Goliath. Esther risked everything to save her people. Paul was converted, and then God sent him back to minister the gospel to people he was trying to kill at one time. So, you know, you constantly see this reoccurring theme of people of God called to risk, stepping out of their comfort zone, trusting God that he would provide. And, you know, you see this time and time again. We can go through story after story where God calls people to a level that he's calling them to step out of their comfort zone and to trust and put all their chips on him. As, we, as I was thinking about this and I thought about, about how we're moving into this phase of discipleship uh, for River City Church, you know, and it's important that we understand that God is calling us to take that next step. He's calling us to that level of risk to trust in him that he's going to provide in our lives as we move into discipleship and in volunteering and different things like that, uh, working in the different ministries here in the church. And it's important for us to know that he's calling us to that and to understand that we can trust him with our lives in these areas. You know, if you're like me, many of you are probably saying, hey, well, what does this look like? You know, what does it look like when we talk about volunteering? What does it look like when we're talking about discipleship and going to another service on Wednesday nights? And if your life is like mine, you're saying, dude, I am too busy to come to the church another night on Wednesday nights. Or you're saying, hey, do you want me to volunteer? You know, I, I have time. I'm, I'm tough on time already with my business, with my family. You know, I'm in school or I'm pursuing my career. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in my life. But the cool thing is, God isn't asking us to figure out the details to see how is this going to work in our lives. 
He's just asking us at this point in time, as we move into this phase of discipleship and volunteering and, and working in the church and the ministries in the church, he's asking us, hey, trust me and just be willing to take the next step. And so this morning, briefly, I just want to talk about that thought, that idea, taking the next step and what that looks like in our lives as a church as we move forward uh, here at River City Church. Actually, um, you know, as I was thinking, there's tons of stories we can talk about in the Bible that deal with this concept of taking the next step. But the one that I thought most suiting was, uh, it's found in Mark, I mean, I said that this morning, jeez, sorry guys, it's found in Matthew, the 14th chapter, and it's pretty cool because it picks up where Tom left off last week. I didn't intend to do that, but it just happened to be the same verse Tom talked about last week, which was pretty cool. Um, but last week, Tom talked about how Jesus and the disciples fed the multitude of people. And so the story that we're going to talk about this morning picks up right where that leaves off. And you'll find, we'll put up that in a second. Hold on one second, Josh. But just to give you a brief overview of the story, Jesus and the disciples fed the multitude of people. Immediately following that, Jesus tells the disciples, hey, guys, get in the ship, and I want you to go to Bethsaida, and I'll meet you guys, basically. He sends them off. And Jesus goes into the mountains to pray, and he dismisses the crowd. So while Jesus is in the mountains praying, the disciples are heading off in the ship, they come up, a huge storm comes upon them. So here they are in the middle of the ocean, the sea, with a huge storm su surrounding them. Rain, thunder, I mean, it's, it's pretty bad here out there on the sea. And from the way the writer talks about it, it seems as though the storm comes upon them somewhere around 8 o'clock. And so here they are in the storm, and it continues all night long. And so somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus comes to, to them walking on the water, and these guys are terrified. I mean, can you imagine you're tired, you've been fighting the storm, and somebody says, dude, I think I see Jesus walking on the water. I mean, talk about freaking us out. That would really freak me out. And so someone in the boat says, I see a ghost, you know, and so they were that afraid where they thought it was a ghost, literally. And so Jesus calms them down and says, hey, no, calm down, it's me, take comfort. And so we pick up the verse right now, you can put it up, Josh, where Jesus has just said, hey, take comfort, it's me, and he's calmed them down, and so the storm is still going on, raining like crazy, they're stuck in the middle of the sea, and here's what we find. And Peter says, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took off and took hold of him, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. You know, most times when we look at this passage of Scripture, very familiar passage of Scripture, we often think about Peter's failure in faith. We talk about Peter, you know, and how he, sink, he, he, he took his eyes off Christ and he began to sink. But as I began to study and think about this for our talk this morning, I kind of looked at this passage with new eyes and thinking, you know, well, what was it that allowed Peter to take the first step in the first place out of the boat? 
You know, and I began to just think about that, and I came up with what I like to call the adversaries of the first step. You know, oh, that's my term, you know, that I like to call it, the adversaries of the first step. And so uh, as I began to think about that more and more and just analyze the text and thinking about the adversaries of the first step, of, of the next step, the first adversary that I came up with that I thought I'd seen in the story is complacency. You know, if you think about this story, these guys were in the ship struggling with this situation for hours. And so here comes Jesus, and Jesus says to Peter, come. And so Peter was willing to leave the situation that he was in to step out of the boat and to go after Jesus. He was able to leave, willing to leave the comfort zone and step out. You know, oftentimes it's complacency that holds us back from taking that next step that Jesus is asking us to take. But Peter was willing to say, you know what? Hey, I'm okay with leaving this situation that I'm in and actually stepping into an even more dangerous situation. Because if you think about it, the boat is where, even though we're on a storm and we're in a storm and we're in the sea, at least I have comfort in the boat. I mean, think about that. Jesus was calling him to come out of the boat, and he was willing to leave his comfort zone to do that. You know, a lot of times I think in my life, what does this look like? You know, complacency. And I begin to think about me coming to River City Church, and, and, you know, I was like, this is a really cool church. You know, I remember when we were meeting um, at the City Rescue Mission, and I really enjoyed the church. And I told myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to come to this church and do nothing. I'm going to just come, sit down, two services, that's great. So if I want to sleep in, I can come to the 11 o'clock. If I want to get out early, I'll come to the 9, I'll come and I'll go. You know, but Jesus, I mean, the Lord has constantly been calling me to do more and more in the church. And I had to come to a place where I said, you know what, Lord, some of these things I don't feel comfortable doing, but because you're calling me out to do these things, I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone and begin to trust you even in this situation uh, in my life. So number one, we have to be willing to, you know, step out of where we're comfortable at times. The second um, uh, adversary to uh, the next step that I like to call is, is circumstances. I mean, think about where Peter was here. I mean, he was in the middle of a storm, probably one of the worst storms he had faced in his life possibly. And Jesus is calling him out to come walk on the water. I mean, I was Personally, I would think, you know, Jesus, can we try this on a calm day maybe, the first time, at least when the water's not, as, not so choppy, you know. But Peter was able to look beyond his circumstances and say, you know what, because Jesus is calling me, regardless of how hard the wind is blowing, regardless of what the water looks like, because he's out there, I'm willing to trust him beyond what I see, beyond what I feel, and I'm going to step out of the boat. So he was willing to overlook his circumstances to focus on Jesus. Another one of these adversaries is fear. I mean, and if we be honest, you know, fear is a huge part, you know, sometimes of our lives, and especially when it comes to taking risks. I mean, it's so bad. My wife, honestly, I didn't share this story in first service, but my wife, she's not here. No, she's not here. Okay. Uh, our, our first years of marriage, she made, you know, a law that I could never go back to Las Vegas. My first time in Vegas, I lost my mind in Vegas. I mean, I lost three months rent our first year of marriage in Vegas, you know, playing uh, uh, cards in Vegas. And so she said, dude, you will never go back to Vegas again because I am scared to death 
that we won't have a place to live with you in Vegas. You know, but, you know, Peter here in this situation, you think about where he was. He was in the boat. All this stuff is going on. They've been struggling for hours and hours at sea. You can imagine that he was scared to death. And here Jesus is calling him to step out of his comfort zone, step out of the thing that's secure, that feels great to you, to something that you really don't know anything about right now. You know, stepping into choppy water. But he was able to refocus his fear and say, you know what? Because you're calling me out, Jesus, I'm willing to step out of the boat, refocus my fear, and focus on you and do what you're calling me to do. The last thing that I like to focus on in this passage is he was willing to overlook his resources. I mean, think about it here. Peter was a fisherman. This guy knew the water. I mean, this was his family business. They, they knew how to fish. They knew what treacherous seas looked like. I mean, I imagine he had seen people drown before. He knew what it would take to survive, you know, in certain places when the storm, when storms came upon. And he, he could look at his resources and say, hey, dude, you do not have the right resources right now to step out of the boat. I mean, there's no life preserver. I mean, you don't have anything right now to make sure that you're going to survive out here. But he didn't look to his resources when Jesus was giving him the invitation to come. And oftentimes in our life, we allow our resources to dictate us following the will of Jesus. I mean, myself included. Jesus is really, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit is really convicting me with my resources right now. Um, Antley just mentioned pledges, you know, and so... I told you guys I'm a huge risk taker, especially when it comes to business. I mean, I, I've risked a lot. I've talked to several of you, and, I, you know, I've risked a lot. And so right now, the Holy Spirit is convicting me and just, and just you know, encouraging me more so to take a risk and step out in my resources with a pledge to the church. And I'm saying, God, we don't have that. How are we going to make that pledge to the church? You know, but it's us stepping out on faith, not looking at our resources, saying, you know what? We trust that. Jesus, you are who you say you are, and that your word is true, and that you'll provide for our family if we're willing to take that step and trust you. And so, I don't know what your resources may look like to this morning. I mean, maybe you're like me, you know, and you're, you know, covered in debt from a business decision, uh, or, or, or just maybe, or maybe you have an abundance of resources, and you're taking comfort in your resources. It's important for you to understand that, hey, when Jesus is calling, it's important for me not to look at my resources and what I have or don't have, but to trust him and to take that step of faith into what he's calling me to do. You know, all of these, what I like to call adversaries of the next step, are all things that the enemy uses to discourage us from taking the next step. But ultimately, if you think about it, you know, the thing that really allowed Peter to step out of the boat wasn't him overcoming these obstacles. The thing that allowed Peter to step out of the boat was the fact that Jesus was calling him to step out of the boat. And because he, had, he put his trust in Jesus, he was able to step out of the boat. What will enable us to take that next step and to step out of the boat isn't us overcoming these adversaries. It's us putting our trust in Jesus, trusting what he has done for us on the cross, trusting that he has already provided for us, and putting our faith in what he has done. So it's not about us and the works that we can do. It's about what he has done and us trusting that he is who he says he is. It's us trusting his promises and trusting that he has a plan for our life. And when we begin to do that, we'll begin to take that next step into what he's calling us to. There's a 
pretty cool quote uh, by Chip Ingram. Uh, I'm, I'm reading one of his books, which is a really cool book. And he says this, the quote says, where there is no risk, there is no faith. Where there's no faith, there's no power or joy or intimacy with God. Where there's no risk, there's no faith. Where there's no faith, there's no power or joy or intimacy with God. Ultimately, the call to discipleship is God calling us to intimacy. He's calling us to be closer to him, to be more like him, so that we can experience his love and he can, we can experience the joy that he has for us. And so when we begin to trust and step out, we begin to be with him and trust him and have to become intimate with the Father, which ultimately is his goal for our lives. You know, I want to show this clip really quickly um, before we move into ministry time. This is that. This is what? If I take one more step, it'll be the farthest away from home I've ever been. Come on, Sam. Remember what Bilbo used to say? It's a dangerous business, Frodo. Going out your door, you step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. You know, I believe that many of us are like Sam this morning. Many of us, you know, we're, we're stuck in a place where, you know, we've trusted God all the way up to this point in our lives. You know, we've, we've followed, and he, maybe he's asking more of us. He's asking you now to, you know, step out of the boat. Peter was able to trust Jesus to get in the boat, and, you know, all of the disciples were able to trust Jesus to get into the boat to head where Jesus was going. But when it came that, to this point where Jesus was calling out, Peter was able to, the only one who was able to trust him and to step out. I believe that it's important for us this morning, as we move into ministry time, to take that step of faith that God is calling us to, to step into some of the things that he's calling us to do. Uh, this morning we responded when Antley talked about, you know, those who have a heart for an injustice. That's a sign of us taking that next step, you know, trusting the spirit and what he's doing in your life to take that next step. You know, I'm going to ask that we stand this morning. And this, I'll be honest, I talked to Antley about this. You know, for me, this is, this is me taking that step of faith right now because this is one of the hardest parts of a talk for me, ending the talk and going into ministry. I mean, I try to be smooth with it. I, I can't, you know, there's no smooth in me moving into ministry. Antley's really smooth and just moves into ministry. So, guys, that's the end of the talk. We're about to move into ministry time. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I mean, just letting you know, guys. You know, but it's about trusting God and taking that next step. So right now, you know, as I said, I'm trusting God that I'm going to, you know, really hear from the Spirit and say, God, what is it that you have for us this morning? You know, who are you calling out this morning? And as I'm thinking about that, I think that God's calling and touching all of our hearts, you know, to trust him to take the next step. Trust him, you know, in that level of discipleship that we're going into as a church. You know, to be, trust him that he cares and he loves us enough you know, to make sure that he, he's there. We can trust him. You know, you think about the story, and you think about Peter, and even though Peter messed up, and you see he, he, went to, he was sinking, and 
you know, he, he stepped out of the boat, he took his eyes off Jesus, and he began to sink. Jesus, the Bible says he immediately rescued Peter. You know, even when we step out and things may not go as we want them to go, and we may mess up and we, we will at times. But the cool thing is that we serve a God who's mighty to save, and he loves us. And we can trust that even when we mess up, he's there, and his love is always there to catch us. So this morning, I want us to just come down and just, we're going to move into ministry. And those who feel as though God may be touching their heart, you know, to take that next step. Um, that, that For you, that could be, you know, receiving Christ for the first time and, you know, making him your Savior in your heart. You know, or maybe, you know, a ministry, as Antley mentioned earlier, that God is calling you to. And maybe you're afraid and you're scared there. I believe that this morning the Spirit wants to minister to our hearts and encourage us and show us some of the things that he has for us and begin to minister to our hearts and encourage us to take the next step, letting us know that we can trust him. So if you're feeling that, you know, you're, the Lord is dealing with your heart to take that next step, I'm asking that our prayer ministers will come down at this time now. And I'm going to close out in prayer really quickly, and I'm going to turn it over to Antley here. Lord, thank you for just all that you're doing with us. I thank you, Lord, that um, you love us enough to call us, Lord, to your kingdom and to what you're doing. I ask God that you would just begin to minister to our heart today. Speak to us now. Allow us, Lord, to feel your love, Lord, and to know that we can trust you and that we can step out on faith knowing that you're there for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.